You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Katherman. And today we're continuing our series called Tools for Better Bible Study. Dude, it's still really echoey in here. It is echoey. <laughs> we gotta find a, <laughs> we gotta find get, a spot. We're gonna end up with a closet with some sound panels. But, okay, uh, Tools for Better Bible Study. Tools for Better Bible Study. And we talked about study Bibles, uh, uh, I think it was last time, but it looks like you have another study Bible with you today. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, yes and no. I'm not sure if you call this a study Bible or just a translation full of notes, but this is the NET Bible. Oh, okay. N-E-T, the New English Translation. And I believe Bible.org was really the proponent that put this thing out. Uh, you can find it for free online, or you can get a nice copy version well, you know, they're pretty nice versions, like the one that I have printed here. It has some it has some maps and stuff in the back, which are very different than the maps you find. Oh, yeah. I, I just want to get this one out of the way. I'm, These maps are like satellite maps from space instead of like the drawing maps. And then they put yeah. the they put some overlays of where things were. So you're, it's just not quite the same yeah, as you're our, drawn. Our listeners can't see this, but it is pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's the most helpful, but it looks nice. Okay, anyway. So the Net Bible has a very unique characteristic. It's a translation. It's a awkward and clunky translation to preach from or to, to do devotional reading from because their chief focus in this translation was to help with original languages and to talk quite a bit about translation and translation theory. I'm looking to see if there's any... There's a pretty good introduction about it. Um, I'm looking to see if there's any names that I can kind of throw out there that are associated with it. The copy I have has 60,932 notes. Wow. Most of them are translator notes. So it's not your, hey, this is a nice thing to help you with notes. No, this word could go this way or that way, or there's a King James variant here, or there's this thing or that thing. So with those translator notes, we talked when we were talking about study Bibles, how kind of a team comes together and contributes on those notes. Are there a lot of contributors to the Net Bible, yes. or is it just one looking, guy? Yeah, no, it's a lot of contributors. It's a lot of translation uh, experts, and I was looking for the list, actually. It's probably in here somewhere. There's a bunch of introductory pages. Uh, yeah, they have a committee, and you can probably find that committee on, oh, here we go. Oh, you can. I just found another link while I was looking for something else. You can hear the Net Bible at netbible.org/audio. But if you go to netbible.org, you can probably find that. Oh, here it is. I found it. There's a ton oh, of introductory wow. pages. That just took me forever. Uh, well, I mean, our, our readers can't see a lot of this, but you have our listeners. Uh, I mean, our yes, our listeners can't see this. <laughs> uh, but I am looking at a, a page that has. A lot of PhDs, almost all of them appear to be PhDs. There are a couple people who are consultants here. There are some recognizable names. There are certainly recognizable schools. The editor team is is pretty substantial. Wow. Uh, So that's very helpful. Um, You might recognize like Daryl Bach. Um, I'm just looking through. There's quite a few quite a few language experts, Daniel Wallace, that were on this team. Because that's really the point of this Bible, right? Like, it might not be the kind of Bible that you want to just sit and read for personal reading and and study time. You said this kind of really focuses on the original languages, the Hebrew and the Greek that the Bible is written in. Yeah, so so what happens is you you go to a passage, and one of the things they chose to do was they tried to translate the word the same you know, the same English word for the same Greek word, as much as possible. Gotcha. That way you would recognize when the same word shows up. 
That's not always possible because words have a range of meaning. The right. Greek or the Hebrew range might be different than the English range, and so you have to pick and choose. But it does make that very helpful. And then they put numerous notes in here about, okay, this word was um, could go this way or that way. There's a manuscript variant here. Uh, this term could be more like this, but we chose to make it one word. The majority of the notes are, are trans, TN is a little note, translation notes. And, and so then, like this is where you, you find, and I'll just use this example I find is one of the easiest ways to describe the net Bible. In the Greek and the Hebrew, and in the time they were written, they thought that the epicenter for emotion and the epicenter for ideas in the human body were in different places than we would think. Sure. So like, uh, if you love somebody with all of your heart, your heart is a physical muscle that does something. What it's saying is the, you know, the center of my, my being, we right. would use in English, heart. Um, a lot of times in the original, they had the guts the kidneys, sure. the yeah. guts. Hey, I have a gut feeling about this. They believe the guts were where emotions came from, and they used that as the illustration or the discussion of the epicenter for emotion. And then the center for your ideas and your affections and things were the, your, your heart, not your brain. Right. Right, or your mind. And so knowing what they're trying to say, in English, the translations come out a little bit different. But to help you really see it, and then they put a note, it says something like, love the Lord your God with all your guts. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, your kidneys, I think, is the word they use. And instead of mind, heart. And so what's helpful here is things like when we say, hey, the, the heart is more deceitful than, than anything and it's wicked. There's also the possibility that and sometimes could be mind, even the thoughts and and things of this nature. And so by having the translator note and translating it kind of strictly like that, it helps a lot. They also try to keep the same number of Greek words. They try to keep the word order. Gotcha. The word order in English is important for different reasons than the word order in Greek, for example. However, they, they're trying to keep a lot of those things intact. So it becomes a really good study tool. Do you have a net Bible? You want a net Bible, right? I don't have a net Bible. I need to get one. I bought one for my mother-in-law for Christmas, though, because we were having that conversation of, you know, the scale on Bible translations of word for word and thought for thought. And, you know, we use the CSB here at, at Redeeming Life, and, and that's kind of more on the thought for thought well, zone a little bit, kind of in the middle. more readable. <clears throat> more readable. They, it's readable, but they tried really hard to... So. Keep that. I mean, they did a pretty good job of trying to strike a balance, but anyway. But she wanted one of these because she just wanted to know the original words. And I can see how this can be a blessing, but it sounds like it might almost kind of hinder you a little bit. If you were, if this was your Bible, like I would not want to be the one preaching from the, it would be hard to sure. preach from this. I don't pull this out just as my everyday Bible. I, I mean, if you look like I'm on, what is this? Acts 21. I mean, I'm in Acts chapter 21 on this particular Bible, and there's, what, three or four verses on the top of the page, and the whole rest of the thing is notes. Wow. <clears throat> so it really is it really is designed. I mean, you have a little bit of Scripture per page and then a lot of notes. It's designed to be a study tool. Sure. And so... So kind of like a commentary or maybe a Bible dictionary or something like that. Just yeah, another tool in your toolbox. Yeah, a commentary on translation. And it's, it's intended for the English reader who doesn't understand... Although, so it's not going to get bogged down in the original languages. But, for example, I was in, what was I in? John 
15, John 16, John 17, somewhere in there. And there's a variation, Textus Recipticus, which is what the King James used. And it doesn't get into a lot of that. Oh, look at this here. This might be the note. Uh, it shows us, hey, this is where the variation was. And it's a pretty substantial one. But we're going to follow this pattern, not that pattern. And here's why. I mean, I mean, this note right here, what is this note on? This is on. It looks big. <laughs> it's in John 16. That's a big note on this is why we decided to go this way. It could go that way. A lot of the notes are just short, like... You know, in the Greek, this could also be the works or uh, expel you from. or like. But then here's these big notes. And so, great study tool for someone who's just, you don't need to know Greek. You don't need to know Hebrew to use this tool at all. And that was the intention behind it. And it's incredibly helpful, though, to say, oh, this is how that word works. Or, oh, this is how it was quoted elsewhere. Or, or uh, I mean, here's a note right here that says, this is an idiom. And it kind of explains. This is a colloquialism. This is a uh, just a common phrase. This is... You know, they say one thing but mean right. another. We do that in English all the time. And so instead of making the decision to just translate it so you understand it, or just going word for word and giving no explanation, right. this kind of tries to strike a balance by saying we're going to translate it one way and give you the translation notes another. So there, it's called the Net Bible. Okay. It's free. Uh, you can go to Bible.org and you'll find information or go to netbible.org. And you can find all these notes. You don't have to pay for this. Yeah. You can get it online. I like having this big this big uh, printed copy because I can open it up, leave the page open, flip through pages. That's just me. But really, it's a helpful study tool. So if somebody's wanting a Bible to just read all the time that's word for word, this probably isn't the Bible to go to. Uh, my seminary professor recommends the ESV for more kind of like a readable word yeah. for word. So but... if you're looking for a readable word for word, you won't find one unless you learn the original languages. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, they weren't written in English. And so translators are traders. They have to make decisions right. because the rules of the language are not the same. So if you want a readable Word for word, it's going to sound like Yoda speak. It's going to be out of order. Get out of, get an interlinear sure. and read all the clunkiness yeah. of it. If you wanted to get something that tries to hang close, uh, the NASB tries to hang close. The ESV yeah. hangs a little closer than the CSB, but its attempt was to be sure. reader friendly. The CSB wanted to say, hey, we want to bring the reader level from like a fifth or sixth grade level, like the ESV, down to like a third grade level. Right. So it's a little smoother for reading. I actually really, really like the CSB. Yeah. Uh, on rare occasions, I found stuff where I thought, well, I feel like the translation could go this way or that way. But I find that with every Bible, right? But, but like the the closer word for word you get, the harder it is to capture the whole thought of the paragraph because you're in clunky language. The hard part though is the closer you get to really readable and really fluid, sometimes you lose what's really there because they've had to add some things or take some. Like, so it's best just to have a couple. <laughs> sounds like it would be best just to have been there. <laughs> but True story. <laughs> but yeah, it just sounds like there, you could probably spend all day on this on different tools, different avenues. But this sounds like another just great resource to kind of add to your study time here and there. And This is a really good introductory level resource for language study. Because you start to understand where those translation things can be different and unique. You start to understand something like, say, the Septuagint, which was the... Hebrew translation, excuse me, the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible before Jesus was in his earthly ministry. Um, this is just a good starting spot, and it's not overly expensive. It's not right. time intensive. 
Uh, it's you know you're not learning a, a language to be able to use the tool. It's, it's not like a three or five hundred dollar commentary. Set. No, 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 no. And and then you go to like so like I could go up to the front and go oh okay here's the little cheat sheet on T N is translator note T E is text critical note and it explains what that is. Interesting. Uh, S N is a study note and then M N oh no it says map map is a map note. I don't see too many of those map notes, but you can, they'll tell you where to go on the map and see where things are. Uh, it's a helpful tool. I, sure. I do recommend it. I like it. I, well, again, though, the maps are a little weird in the back. I don't know. For sure. They look nice, but I'm like, eh, for what this is, I don't know. Well, with over 60,000 uh, notes there in that Bible, it sounds like it would be a great resource. It's Yeah. Especially it's when helpful. you think about the fact that you can download that app for free on uh, on your phone and, and use it for free on your laptop, I don't know. right? Is it Maybe? an app? I think there's probably an app for it. Probably I know, I know for sure. You're saying for free, way. you can just go online. You and, can go and online and find it. it. And you can read all the notes and you can check it out. You don't have to pay a thing for it. Right. I just realized, though, in my my fancy uh, my fancy binding here, the maps are actually coming out of the binding. Look at that! Oh man! Well, that's a bummer. Anyway, <laughs> well, that's the tool I'd recommend. There you have it, the Net Bible. Maybe you already have one and you love it. Drop us a line if you do, or you don't. Maybe you should go online right after this and, I, and check it out. I need to go look. I'm curious if they have. I believe so. When they very first put this out, it had like thirty thousand notes. Wow. They keep adding those notes. I'm oh. curious what they're up to. I need to go look right. online. So <laughs> Maybe if you have it's more. A, if you have a printed copy that has a lot more, I'd love to hear how, how that has yeah. worked out for you. So. Either way, check it out. Hopefully it's a great resource for you as we're looking at better Bible study tools. Uh, until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.